0: Hey guys, welcome back to Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, make sure you subscribe and make sure you get notifications because this episode is going to blow your socks off. Because if you're somebody like me, you got out of the military and you didn't have a mission and it kind of got scary late at night, this episode is for you. My brother Ian is going to be talking about finding our purpose, finding our mission again. He's got an amazing podcast. I've binge listened to probably 20, 30 hours of just his his podcast. He he's a speaker, entrepreneur, he's the mindset master. Ian brother, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Thanks, Richard. I'm great, man. I'm really great. You know, it's uh it's such an honor to be able to speak on these on these topics, especially for military members. And the other thing is, this is what men are dealing with. And our military members, it's personified because the identity is so deep that it's personified. Yet with other men just in the world that are non-service members, they're still having the same challenges, just not as intensely as military members. In in my experience, in my opinion, I'm sure yours too. So this is this is really rewarding to take my expertise and the thing that I've dedicated my life to, you know, really it's not even dedicated. It's like, it's aligned with, right. Stop fighting the the fight and just surrender to wh- why I'm here and what I'm supposed
0: to do here and the positive effect I'm supposed to have. And now we get to so healthy- uh Before we even get started, because I got a traumatic brain injury and, and if I don't say something, I'll forget. Yeah. Um, you know, what is your definition of resiliency?
1: <clears throat> I think about resiliency like somebody who, you know, like a bomb goes off in front of them and you see them emerge from the smoke like in a movie and then something else happens and they fall down a pit and you see them climbing out. And then this this thing happens and, and they trip and they fall down a, a, a hill and then you see them pop back up and keep walking. And I find that resiliency only happens When you actually have formulas to keep yourself moving forward, when you know the port that you're sailing to, right? You 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 are not going to continue that momentum and that pace or that intensity to keep yourself pushing forward if you don't have a formula. So resiliency to me is understanding what you're doing and why, where you're going, and building this internal confidence and courage, just keep walking through the smoke because you know for a fact. That this is your destination, or at least you know checkpoints along the way. I just think about that, like like Arnold Schwarzenegger walking through the smoke again and again. I'm like, damn, that guy's resilient as hell. Wow, this this isn't gonna. This guy's not gonna quit, you know. And I find that you won't go when your resiliency is so clear, your confidence and courage is so clear of what your mission and your purpose is. You don't go to alcohol or drugs and other avoidance tactics, because you're like, I don't want those to distract me. I'm just going to keep walking through this. And when you get hit, it doesn't hurt as much and it doesn't push down on you as hard because you know exactly what this path is. You're walking. That's really important to people, Like really important to people.
0: All right. So now let me ask, because usually people that talk about resilience uh, have been through some shit. It's usually not just unicorns and rainbows. So give us a quick, you give us a quick down and dirty about you, where you come from, how you grew up, and how you got into this space.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge risk taker, and I really enjoy just trying new things. And I think the foundation of where I've come from with all this. It's been that my emotional intelligence and my understanding of myself inside just was never taught to me like most men. Our dads didn't know it. I didn't. It wasn't taught to me. And so I grew up putting things and external pieces in as my identity and my validation. And I got to a point in my early 30s where I got really tired of that. I got really tired of, of seeking the exterior and the external for my internal uh, validation and my internal you know, pain and to extinguish that pain. So I was in my I was in my dad's business, shipping business for like eight or nine years, did really well. Money became my identity. Money became everything to me. And money bought me options and opportunities. Well, really, what I see now is that money bought me excuses. Money bought me um, avoidance and time to not have to deal with my stuff inside. And then I left my dad's business, which was very, very challenging because I needed to chart my own course, started a real estate sales and marketing business and ramped it and did really well. The, The challenge was that when I got into that business, I didn't have the confidence in the human, in the man, in Ian, in me. It was all on the outside. So as this kind of broken down individual, broke money-wise, broke mindset-wise, broke confidence-wise, my internal was just shot. I I saw that the money was starting to get me accolades and I I got addicted to it again. And so I built this business and, and I knew that it wasn't right. I knew that I wasn't aligned. I knew that I was replaceable. I knew for a fact that at any moment, I could be replaced as this real estate agent that I thought was so good. And so, you know, irreplaceable, you're not until you become irreplaceable, you are replaceable. And I remember two things happened. One, I asked my broker what happens if an agent dies and they have a bunch of transactions. The broker said to me, how many transactions do you have? Are you trying to tell me something? And I said, no, no, no. I'm just, just putting that out there. And I said like 15 and he said, um, okay, well, what we would do is just take those transactions and the brokerage would handle them and see them through. And obviously we'd be sad and blah, blah, blah. And and I realized in that moment, oh my God, you're nobody. You are nobody. This whole business, this whole life, this whole thing you created out here, you're missing the boat, dude. And, and in that moment, something flashed back, which my dad taught me and started teaching me Dale Carnegie stuff at uh, like in my teens really more about sales, not about personal development. And and it was like, your life grows to the extent that you do. And I don't know where that's from. So it's not mine. I don't know where that's from. And that has motivated the hell out of me to like be resilient and keep pushing forward for me, not for that, not for those, not for them, for me, and then for them. And so I remembered that. And then I remember my wife a month later said to me, um, you know, this isn't working. And and I want out. And look, that's that's just the result of who I was as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a provider. Like that's that's the result. And that was like the final straw that hit to say, get your shit together, dude. It's you. You're the problem. You're the problem and you're the solution. And the more you look to the outside to try and combat the inside, the more you look to the outside to validate your feelings, the more you're going to be a slave to that and you're going to be replaceable at every turn and that is not why you're here. So get on this freaking path to find out why you're here because being a real estate agent is shitty in my opinion. For me, for any real estate agents listening, you figure out what it is for you. For me, it was a shitty mission to be on because I was I wasn't impacting the world at all. And I realized if I if I died tomorrow, my Literally, my whole legacy is a sentence in an obituary that when that period hits, I'm done. I did nothing here, nothing. And I wanted to go for like, how does this world get so impacted by me that they want to erect statues? And so I began this course to become an irreplaceable person, an irreplaceable man. And I committed myself obsessively to personal development and was doing between 750 and a thousand hours a year, like intense and learned how to, how to like get through my own stuff. And then I started coaching and then get through my own stuff. And then I started coaching more. And then I held myself accountable by, by coaching other people, the things that I just learned the day before the morning, you know, morning of. And then all of a sudden somebody just started wanting to pay me. And it, and it just naturally started happening. I'm like, wow, I'm actually impacting people's lives. And I feel great about that. And that's clear. And then the, the coaching business started to grow and the real estate business was was grown as well. And then basically that that went on for years. I was actually afraid to step out and follow that mission because I was terrified that if I didn't make that work, that I was going to be just this cog in society's wheel again and i'd never get out and i was i was scared and so 2020 hit i bought this thing called men on purpose podcast i mean it was a total piece of shit it didn't do anything nothing happened kind of got sold a bill of goods and um and then COVID hit my son was one month old my daughter was like four and i thought this is it the universe has aligned you dude this is your opportunity to make that impact on the planet that you wanted to. And so over the, over the course of the years, there's been ups and downs and, 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 you know, choices that I've made that have just not served me that I made because I wanted the money to bring me the freedom. I wanted the money to bring me the, the, the calmness inside. And those are usually the choices that, that like smacked me hard, really hard. And, um, and that puts us to today with this movement that I've created, and it's really not just me. I'm just the steward of it, right? I'm I'm just the guy that's kind of leading the charge. There's a lot of people behind the movement that have helped build and grow Men on Purpose to what it is today. Obviously, I'm leading the charge, and there's so many people involved in the organization now that it's so nice, man. Because we're, we're what we're doing is is we are having this place that men can come to actually find out why they're here and actually get a formula to work through to to walk down that path with confidence and courage and execute, you know? So that's 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 as fast as I can make that. There's a lot of little details that I could go into. Um, It's really just, I just
0: removed all the stuff that wasn't me and the real me was there. You know, and I love that. Now, something you said, you know, because about three years ago, I lost 80% of my vision. So mm-hmm. then my hearing got a lot better. And now I'm able to do focus on a person's speech and what they say. Um, You said something before we got on, you know, because I've the day I attempted suicide and people know this was Memorial day 2012, because I got hurt on duty. I lost my vision and I lost my career at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, Um, the day that they told me, well, you're no longer Sergeant Kaufman. That scared me because for 23 years, that's all I was. That's I put everything into it, you know, became the ultimate soldier, became soldier of the year, all that stuff. And now they're telling me, well, you're no longer Sergeant Kaufman. And I went out into my truck and attempted suicide. Thank God it didn't go through. God had other plans, but I didn't know who Richard was. Yeah. Yeah. And that scared the hell out of me. And we all know if you're a veteran, if you're a first responder, if you're a pro athlete, we all have a shelf life. You know, you don't see a 60-year-old running back in the NFL. (laughs) And when we take that jersey or we take that uniform off for the last time, that's when it gets scary. And that's when a lot of people, especially veterans, I think up to 55 a day, commit suicide because they don't know who they are. They lost their mission. Now they no longer feel like they have a purpose. Yeah. So um, before I I want to dig, I want to dig real deep into that. But first I want to thank our sponsors guys. As you guys know, I was with GNC for over 30 years. Um, It was a health and fitness and I always love pre-workouts, but, and I always love coffee, but I can never find one that was right for me. So I came out with our own coffee, vertical momentum coffee. Twice the amount of caffeine, no crash, awesome taste. The best part of it, 100% of it, the proceeds go to help veterans struggling with PTSD and homelessness. So if you love coffee with a mission, write coffee down below, and I'll get you the information. And guys, if you like the the the, uh, our show, if you like what Streamyard has going on, they're gonna give you free cash to start your own show. Just write show down below. So Ian, you know, talk to us like you said. You know, when when you're no longer who you used to be, now yeah. you gotta reimagine and reinvent yourself. You said there's a formula, and yeah. I'm a formula guy in the military. We're taught how to use standing standard, standard operation procedures. Yeah. So I really like the whole formula thing. So talk to us about that. Let's go deep.
1: Yeah, man. Look, it, it's actually it's not it's more of a revealing the authentic self within that. It's like your combat armor. When you take that off, you feel naked. Like you wouldn't run out into battle with your, you know, like in a in a in a planned situation. You wouldn't run out into battle in your underwear with a straw, right? You'd feel vulnerable. You'd feel you'd feel very different than if you were full battle armor, full gear, night vision, armed up, right? And so I equate I equate the evolution of the man. And the revealing of the authentic self, like Michelangelo's David. If you don't know it, go research it. It Just type in Michelangelo's David. It's a 16-foot solid marble statue of a man, like anatomically correct. And when David was asked, or when Michelangelo was asked, how did you create the David? He said, I didn't create the David. I just chipped away the pieces of marble that weren't David. He was already there. And that's how I like to equate us. The real, authentic version of us is inside. We just have these pressures, these identities, these things from society, these traumas, these programs, these conditions that have been put on us or self-imposed by us, and we are in charge of removing those things. And yeah, man, when the when you leave a job or you take the jersey off or you or you take the you know the uniform off, and the identity goes with it, it's still up to you to figure out who are, you really are inside deep down, sometimes there's like layers of concrete on top of that heart, you know, and that, that authentic you. And it's scary for people because they go, who am I really? Am I, am I like a person that likes this over here when 50 years of my life, I've been fighting this and doing this. And do I really like that? And will it be awkward when I tell people I like the ballet when I've been a macho football guy for 50 years of my life? Like, will my friends still like me will my parents still talk to me will my wife still think I'm macho that's what's going through guys' minds and then you personify like I said earlier by military members like the the you got the additional programming right the military program on top of you and it hurts my heart to think about um the amount of people getting out that I see there's a um, there's a, this huge encampment, homeless encampment in LA and every tent that has an American flag is a, a veteran who's homeless. Like how the fu- how the fuck does that happen? They're homeless. They fought for this country. They're missing limbs. They're traumatized by these, these battles that we're fighting. And like, I'm not going to get into my views on that, but like, I'm looking at these guys going, somebody's got to help them. Somebody's got to do something for them. The old natural me. And I'm going to tell you the difference between natural and authentic, the natural me, the guy who was a people pleaser, the guy who was trying to be liked and look good and fit in that guy didn't like homeless people. That guy had a outside view of homeless people. Can They got handouts, they can do it on their own. And then once I discovered my real authentic self and I unveiled my heart, I started to understand that like my job is to provide options and opportunity for people not for myself for them through what I do for a living right my cash flow flows out to my community and so so homeless here in LA just especially here is a massive cause that I stand behind because those guys don't have an option they're not sitting on stream yard right now watching this they're they're not getting the type of opportunity and options to get educated on how to reveal their most authentic self they don't know the formula they're just trying to figure out how to get a, a bite to eat today or, or like where to take a piss without everybody looking or just feel like a fucking human you know like we're I haven't showered in three weeks so that is 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 massive to be able to just go hey man here's 20 bucks here's 50 bucks and that provides this in, in, insane opportunity in the moments. Now, I'm not changing the trajectory of their lives. That's not the condition I'm putting on it. I'm just saying, in a moment, how can I change people's trajectory in that moment? They get to choose how it how it arcs or how it continues. So the way that we built everything and meant on purpose was I didn't like that when I was going through personal development before that my coaches were. I would say to them, you know, I feel like I'm I'm regressing today, and they're like, well, you're not. And I go, well, how do you know? Well, you're you're not because you've been with me for three months. I'm like, so that doesn't mean anything. How do I know? And every coach I went to could not tell me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to build my own exercises for myself that can quantify my growth inside and can show me and measure the progress that I'm making. So I started to create these formulas. And the first one is, illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration, illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration. The next one I created, which by the way, that's like, that's a formula for your life. You got to know what you don't know. you got to see the stuff that's working. You got to understand what's not working, what's missing. you got to eliminate the stuff that's not working, calibrate in the stuff that is, and then acceleration happens naturally, right? No, no more cranking and grinding. The other one that I really love is a foundational element that I take all of our mastermind members through and and all of our one-on-one clients through. First is, is our VMP formula, which is vision, mission, person equals purpose. VMP equals P. Because when you understand the port you're sailing to, right, and you understand, right, that's the vision. You understand why you're doing this. The mission you're on, the quantified vision, right? How many, how much, how long. Like we got to quantify the mission so that we know how to how to gauge whether we're on track or off track. Can't be like, I wanna end hunger in the world. That's not a that's not a mission. That's a that's a that's a brainstorm. The mission is you know, ending or like providing a thousand meals to homeless veterans. Within the next year, that's a mission because now I can quantify and I can also step back and go, "Cool, every week I've got to do this, every month I got to do this, I've got to call these people." Now we can quantify, and then that last piece is person, and I think that's what most people forget about is that there is an operator of the machinery, right? The operator of the machinery has to be the most dialed-in version of him in order to to enact or or achieve the most authentic result possible. And so if you take the current you and cast this big vision and mission, the current you actually cannot execute on that mission. It's like taking a, 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 a guy that just got into basic training and putting him right out into like close quarters combat. He has no idea what he's doing. He's not the man that can achieve it, the level you see possible. Yet when you train him for six months and then you put him in there, he has now become the man, right? He's elevated and he now is authentically in his bones like he is authentically the man that can execute at the level that you see possible. And so those formulas are just a couple like we have we have 90 pages of exercises in the MOP world and curriculum. Every single one of them is quantifiable and measurable and has to be because I need to know that these guys trust this process. And these guys need to know that they can wholeheartedly trust the process to get them through whatever it is that they are Affected by that day or that week or whatever it is, right? Father, husband, job, depression, anxiety—doesn't matter. You pick the formula that's right, and you work yourself through it, right? So there's a resiliency in there, and there's a personal power in there that that starts to come up as you start to grab yourself at those moments where you're heading downhill and go, "Cool, I'm gonna run this formula." You start to get a habit built of that, and once the habit starts to build, momentum starts to build, and eventually, the pieces of marble that aren't you fall off faster and faster, and then you're just standing there. Makes sense, right? right? Yeah.
0: You know, and, yeah. and you know, like you just said, this is something I wanted to th- the next thing I wanted to touch on. My brother James Clear wrote an amazing book called Atomic Habits. Yeah. And he says in the book, and you know, when I've talked to him, he said, you know, your life is predicated on your habits. You know, 40 to 60 percent of whatever you do every day is habit. So right. even if you can just like my friend, uh, my friend, uh, the, my friend, Joe of 150,000 podcasts talks about it. If we can just change, you know, 1% a day, which yeah. is in the big, in the major things, it doesn't seem like a lot, but 1% over a whole year, you're totally different. You're, you're the whole new David. Right. Yeah. You know? But i also believe that, you know, ever since I started following the teachings of him and Mr. Ed Milet and friends like that, that your evening routine and your morning routine sets up your day either for success or for failure. So yeah. talk about, you know, what you're talking about with habits and setting yourself up for failure by having things that are quantitative. Like for me, I'm a big journal. I, I write everything down this yeah. way. You know, like Somebody once said, whatever gets measured gets cut. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about habits and also, you know, keeping yourself personally responsible and having an accountability partner.
1: Sure. Uh, I think there I think you have to separate habits into different categories. And the number one thing that I tell people to do is you got to figure out how to put you first in your schedule. And you have to come first. If you don't, if you're putting your job and your family and everybody before you, which most men do, right? We 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 put everybody before us, everybody else's needs before us because that's what we're bred and taught to do. Yet, if we don't put our needs and, and be selfish a little bit in front of everybody else's, where do we end up? We end up losing because we don't have a habit of trusting and loving and liking and you know ourselves. So personal habits, kids' habits, if you're a dad, Partnership habits, and I say partnership, not marriage, because the marriage is a result of the partnership. The partnership sucks, and your marriage is, is you know there and existing. Your marriage is going to suck. And if you get divorced, you're not going to be good partners for your kids anyway. So if you have a great partnership, you'll create a great marriage. And if the marriage doesn't last, at least you'll be great partners for your children. And so that's why I say your habits and your partnership. Then you have habits in your business you know, habits in your, uh, in your home life, just pick those categories, break them out. I have this thing called the MOP life formula and there are eight categories of the, of the formula. They all add up to equal this life you want, the result you're looking for, a better marriage, be, you know, more time with my kids, more money, better health. And you got to find out, right? The illuminate, eliminate. You got to find out which ones are working and which ones aren't, which parts of the formula are failing you and which parts are helping you. And so the way that I run my morning and evening routines is whatever serves me best in the season I'm in of my life. And that comes from putting me first. But most guys are like, well, I've been running this, you know, two hour miracle morning for four years now and I'm still in the same place and I don't understand why I'm doing the morning routine. I'm like, yeah, but you're doing the morning routine. You're not being the morning routine. It's a big difference. You're not actually listening to your body and understanding what it is that you need or your mind or your environment, you're you're just doing to do, to say I do a morning routine. And the problem is that it doesn't serve you in the season of your life. So like journaling for four hours or, you know, doing meditation for an hour and and then you know going and 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 doing, you know, this or that, it might not serve you. So the more you can focus on you and understand you and what you need in these parts and times of your life in this season, then you know exactly what to do. So like this season of my life, I'll be 40 next month, this season of my life, what benefits and, and makes the most sense and serves me best. And by the way, all my categories is for me to get up at five and go to the gym and run and get in the best shape of my life. That's what serves me best. Now, is that six months from now? Will I be doing six day a week in the gym? Maybe not. I don't know. Depends on what serves me yet. The only way you know what serves you is if you are fully in touch with you and understand you and what you need. That's the, that's the best way I can describe that evening routine. Most people are surprised at mine. Mine is my, you know, I also set time to work that there, there's no, there's no like, Oh, I work 12 hours, 14 hours. I crush it seven days a week. Oh, fuck all that. I've, I've done that. I, I I was miserable doing that. I will never do that again. Now I'm not telling you that some days take a little bit of extra hours because I have a I have a you know a growing business that's growing very fast, mental purpose. So some days I gotta put a little bit more time in. However, it will never interrupt taking my kids to school and spending the mornings with them, right? My time is five to seven a m. Whatever I do, I could sleep, I could go for a swim, I could go surf, I could go to the gym, go for a run, meditate, and I choose from the menu what I do in those two hours. from seven till nine is my kid's time. Breakfast, hang in. We're watching educational shows, making breakfast, go to school, back, right? From nine, usually nine, nine 30 to four is business. I take my coaching calls, do my thing. Now we, have we have started a lot of different masterminds. So on Wednesdays and Thursdays, the mastermind runs from five to six 30. Cause you know, we have them all different times and those are just the days. So I start later on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You start later, right? Today. I felt it served me best to take them to school and start earlier. So I made the decision because I felt that it served me, your mission, my mission best. And when you're clear on who you are and where you're going and what your mission is, you can make those calls and make those audibles, right? So I stopped at four. Yesterday, I stopped at five. I went out, hung with my kids, put them to bed, like ate dinner, put them to bed, like we hung out all night. And then I said, you know, I've got to get two more things done for the podcast. So I got two things in half an hour. And then I zone out that serves me best. I zone out. There's no, like I read a passage from, no, I watch Netflix. I watch mindless TV, like big bang theory. And people are surprised at that. And I don't know why, because that's what serves me. That's what I like. I, I, I start my day at 5.00 AM. Working on stuff. I don't want to work on things. I want to give my body and myself some respect and some peace and some rest. And so that's what I do. Now there are some times where, where reading a passage or you know um, watching something educational on trauma or psychology may serve me in the evening. And I get to make that decision because I'm extremely confident with who I am now, very clear on where I'm going and why, and very courageous in my execution. And that comes from running these formulas and eliminating those pieces of marble that aren't you so when the real you stand in there you can you can operate him from a place of present moment not like worried about what's going to happen in two years or 50 years or worried about what happened in the past the real you is the present moment you that's the real you no anxiety no depression just you and i think that scares the hell out of most people
0: yeah. Okay. So now first thing I want to talk about Southern because now people always ask me, why do I have an empty cup on my desk? I always have this empty cup on my desk. It's to remind me that I cannot pour from my cup to yours if mine is empty. So I okay. got to make sure that, like you said, you got to make sure that you put yourself first. Um, but now also I had a guy named David Meltzer on. We all know David Meltzer. Yeah. Um, he actually wrote the movie Jerry Maguire about him. And they told me, he told me that 29 years old, he lost $100 million because he had to reprioritize his life after his wife caught him on TV at the Grammys with Lil Jon. Right. And he had just the next morning, he had to say, all right, I got to reprioritize my life. So he says, I started blocking out things that are important. I started blocking time for my wife. I started blocking time out for my kids, blocking time out for my health, blocking time out just to call mom for a couple minutes. Yeah. And then business everything. So, you know, I love what you talk about is, you know, sometimes you have to block out the things are that are important. Or sure. one day you may have the big car, the big house, the boats, but you're going to be sitting at the kitchen table alone yeah. eating dinner because everybody left your ass because yeah that was your priority. So I love everything that you're talking about. And a lot of it really hits home with me. So now I have a question to ask because, you know, this show is about action. This show is about actionable steps. You know, you have actually worked with veterans Mm -hmm. that. So talk to us what your experience is, especially working with veterans when they try to figure out who they are now.
1: Sure. Um, there are i think there's different intensities there there's like the the basic um you know not basic but like the guy that's been in for you know just kind of did a did the time that was allotted and kind of got out and then there's the guy that's like the career guy who's getting out and that's there there's a there's a big difference there big difference um and, and there's middle grounds all over the place. Then there's the intensity of like what your training was. And if, you know, I, ha- I have a couple, um, special ops guys, army ranger guys, Navy SEAL guys that it's a lot more intense to, for them to work themselves out of soldier and, uh, you know, whatever they identify with. So look, the first thing that you've got to do is you got to figure out that VMP formula and you got to start to to illuminate and understand what concrete and how much is around the heart and then you got to figure out your formula to eliminate it and that is moment by moment by moment and i don't care how who you are or how much money you have or don't have or what your rank was that is your job as a human being you're in charge of that you can hire a coach you can go to a seminar yet you got to do the work right you have to do the work and and What's interesting is I talked to an um, Army Special Ops guy the other day on my, on my podcast uh, named Lane, uh, incredible guy. And I said that to him- that
0: Mr. Lane Ballone?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: incredible guy.
1: One, one of my best friends. Yeah, dude, Lane, Lane, Lane and I had a blast together. And I said, the first question I asked him was, the level at which you have discipline and execution as a Special Forces guy, in your professional world, why did that not transfer to your personal world? And really what we deduced and what we discovered was, because I don't know why I'm actually here. I know why the professional's here and I know the mission there. So the first thing you've got to discover is why are you here? What do you love? What what touches your heart, regardless of what people think or what trajectory you're on or how much you spent on college, like literally strip that away. What do I like? I like helping. I like pet. You know, I like animals. Or I like, uh, you know, cleaning up trash. Or I like, like, you got to find a cause. You got to find something that hits you. It could be, it could be, you know, education for kids in third world countries. It could be building a library in your small town uh, that has more digital, you know, whatever. Donating computers. Something, something that has you mattering and irreplaceable right? Something that has you mattering because you matter inside and it it radiates out, right? It's not like I donated computers, I matter. It's I matter and I know what my mission is and I'm going to raise money and I'm going to donate computers to that and that matters to the community and that makes me irreplaceable and that makes me important to this community and makes me a positive impact, right? None of that's externally driven, it's all internally driven. The external comes later, which is kind of cool. You still you can still feel the external. So, stripping everything away, what do I love? What do I like? And a lot of times these guys have to they have to understand their beliefs, their mindset, their behavior, their attitude. They've got to understand all these different parts of who they've become and what parts made them up. When they do, we can start tackling those things one at a time. We start looking at each individual What are my habits? Do they serve me or don't? If they don't, get rid of them. If they do, keep them. What is my attitude towards the world? What are the beliefs I have? What are the behaviors that I elicit? What's the mindset that I carry? What's the environment that I'm in? And when you start to illuminate all of those things, that's my MOP life formula. By the way, it's like, I think we're gonna be putting it up for for like next to nothing, I think if not free in the next couple of weeks. So people can check back at our our website, menonpurpose.net. Um, That MOP life formula would be another beautiful place to start to really break things down and understand like my habits are not serving my future. Okay, how can I change my habits? So instead of going, how do I change my life? You go, how do I make shifts to my habits, my mindset, my environment? If you're hanging with friends that do not serve your future, drop them. It doesn't make you a dick. It makes you own your life. And that is selfless in a serving manner, right? You're being selfish. You're being you're being selfless by holding those friends. You need to be selfish in a serving manner. So, if the friends you're hanging with don't serve you, if the job and work environment that you're in every day, people are talking about being a lifelong corporate employee and you don't want that or talking about, you know, IRAs and 401Ks and that's just not you and you want to get into real estate investing or start your own business, get out of the environment I'm telling you, the two biggest culprits for holding people back in the life that they know is possible is environment and language. They sit in an environment that's toxic and the language that they use inside their head and the language that they hear around them is is literally a thousand pound weight on their potential future. And that sucks. That sucks. So military guys can immediately go, cool. What's my language pattern? How am I talking to myself and how am I allowing people to talk to me and what's the environment that I'm in and does it serve me and just start there at that same time, you're starting to understand what's, where's, where's my heart connect here. Where's my heart connect to the world. And what you have after you start running those formulas is why you're here and what you're supposed to do. It's it. It's it. And you find this internal mission, this internal motivation that the external can never give you. Never. By the way, you you also find an inner confidence and courage from that clarity that the outside world can never touch because you're running from the inside now. And credit card companies and the government and advertisers do not like it that you're now internally strengthened. They want your ass buying the next new car and buying the jet ski and the beach house and that thing, and pretending like you're gonna do this, and over there in three years, I'm gonna get that. Okay. And then, just like you said, man, you end up, you're 75 years old, got a big ass house, you're all alone. And here's what happens then the regret that you feel now is multiplied 100x, because at that point, you can never go back and you can't make those changes at that point. And so the time is now. Every single person, And and I do honestly, it chokes me up like it hurts my heart to know that there are military members that come out that are so confused as to who they are as a human that they want to end their life because it's so tough for them inside like that. It hurts so bad. And that's why one of our missions is to provide military members, especially homeless veterans with opportunity and options in the moment. Right. And I think as we grow, as our company grows and as our mission, you know, the philanthropic mission grows, we will be giving more options and more opportunity to homeless people, especially veterans like in L.A. where I live. But right now, 20 bucks makes a difference. Ten bucks makes a difference to somebody.
0: It does.
1: You know, yeah. and and the other thing you have to do is you can't put conditions on that shit. It's yeah. like I, I had a guy a couple of weeks ago said to me, um, hey, man, can you help me? saw the flag on his, on his jacket. And I was like, yeah, bro, no problem. What you need? And he was like, and my, by the way, my daughter's with me, my daughter, my daughter's with me on all that stuff, right? Tapping into her heart. And he said, um, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, uh, I need vodka. And I said, then I'll get you the biggest bottle of vodka. I can get you brother. And he's like, no, nah, I I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I said, bro, if what you need right now to give yourself some peace, is some vodka. I'm not going to judge. I'm here to help you in the moment, bro. I'm not here to help your whole life. I'm here to help you in this moment. So I walked in, got him a bottle of vodka, pack of smokes, got him some water and some, some, some Gatorade to keep hydrated, came out with the bag, cost me 26 bucks. And the guy started tearing up and I started tearing up. And I looked at my daughter and I was like, and we started walking away. And I said, that is connection with a human. That guy may have not had someone talk to him in days. That guy may not have felt like humans even give a shit about him. And that guy is a fucking soldier, dude. That guy's a military member who served the country. And now he's standing on a street corner in front of a Seven Eleven, begging for just a, a quick fix to get himself out of that pain. Like that is a mission, right? That's a mission.
0: You know, one thing, like, like you said, Lane is one of my closest friends. Matter of fact, we were going back and forth this morning. Didn't even know you knew him, but, um, if, you know, him and Steven wrote a book called Unleash Your Humble Alpha. Yeah. An amazing book. And now he's he's doing more stuff with his increased freedom. But if I was at an outdoor flea market and I seen Lane, I would have never thought, oh, yeah, there's special forces right there. Right. Right. You know? Right. But comfortable. Yeah. In who he is. He's comfortable. And, you know, he loves taking outdoor. He's outdoor photography. He likes doing stuff like that. He's comfortable being him. And yep. I think that was the hardest thing for me to find out was what do I really like? You know, yeah. who am I like me? When people say I'm crazy before I go to bed at night, I play NBA 2K3. Love it. I dominate the game and I go to bed feeling better about myself. No, I'm going to crush the next day because I, I'm going to bed with a winning mentality. It may sound crazy, but it That's works. That's your thing. You know, and also, you know, like when I, I met Lane in person, Three years ago at um, Military Influencer Conference, him and Steven, you know, here I am. I run up to him, give him big hugs, you know, and they're like, they were like put back for a moment, but are like, yeah, I guess that's just Rich because that's the way he is, you know, because a lot of guys, they don't, you know, you, you go to hug him, they're like, yeah, do I shake your hands? Do I get right. this bump? But that's, you know, that's, I realized, well, that's who I am and that's who I want to be, you know? And yeah. I think a lot, like you said, you have to figure out, Like, like John Lee Dumas is my mentor for my podcast. And he always says, you know, your perfect audience should be who you were three years ago and who you want to be three years from now. Yes.
1: Yeah. Completely agree with that. Completely agree with that.
0: So now uh, how do we find you? How do we support your mission? And I would definitely, if you, if you guys do that thing you got coming up in the next couple of months, I would definitely love to, to put that in the show notes for the veterans.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's something we're building the, like the, the increasing that opportunity and options from moment to maybe a month or three months. Like how can we support, I mean, the, the cause is homeless people in general, like providing options and opportunity to homeless people. The the veteran thing just touches my heart even more because it's it, like, I, I just can't believe that, that, Th- that this guy's dealing with that from the place he was to the place he is, and, and like, how can we help this person? Uh, and so you can find me at menonpurpose.net, menonpurpose.net. Uh, on Instagram, it's it's at lobos, just my name. Uh, tons of reels, tons of free stuff on there. Um, you can go onto our website and you can download our free mini coaching course, which is called the Purpose Driven Formula, the Illuminate, Eliminate, Calibrate, Accelerate part that I talked about today um we'll be putting a ton of new free stuff on there. I built a ton of new exercises. we're on TikTok @n.lobos, same thing. And you know, our our part of our profits go to helping animals, right? No voice, no way to advocate and homeless people, right? No 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 drive anymore, no confidence, no not like they don't have that anymore. They don't have that fire in them. And so um Anything that you do with us, it it benefits in that capacity. My goal is to the mission after Men on Purpose, like once Men on Purpose is really rocking, the mission is I want to be a professional philanthropist and travel the globe handing out money and providing options and opportunity to people in need. And so that's what we're going for. Like Men on Purpose's mission is to empower men to free themselves of internal restriction and constraint, which helps them. Actually own their lives inside to the out, and then from there we start to provide those options and opportunities for people around the world. So I, we're. I never thought five years ago that I'd be in this position, fully aligned with my mission and purpose, and feeling incredible every day, and, and just like aligned, and purposeful, and clear. And that's why I tell people don't cast five year visions. You don't know where you're going to be in five years. Completely, I, five years ago, I was a real estate agent hating my life. You know what I mean? Today, like I I have a license still, like I run a men's movement and found my, found my reason for being here. So write one year visions at the most, maybe a year and a half if you want. And then, and then execute on the person and the vision and the mission for that three month period or six month period. Course correct using formulas and tracking, you know, quantifiable results. That's, that's probably the, that's probably the best
0: best way okay now i take responsibility for your podcast numbers going up i listen to <laughs> all my podcasts on itunes so tell us about your podcast where it can be found yeah i
1: mean the podcast is called men on purpose it's i i'm not sure where it isn't let's let's put it that way It's itunes spotify stitch your anchor you can find it everywhere uh it's a fantastic podcast, April top 1% worldwide in our category. And, um, and we talked to men who have been like, like lane, right. Incredible conversation with him yesterday. Talk to him about how he shifted from the military man to the person he is today, how he found that mission and purpose, how guys went from the dumps and built who they are today. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a Phoenix rising from the ashes kind of, kind of podcast. And we're, and we're talking about the strategies that people use and the tips and tricks. And we're talking about the, the, the hard the stuff that they went through. We're also talking about their, their formulas to get out of that and become who they are today. So it's, it's really awesome. Super rewarding. Brother. I love
0: everything you're doing. Oh, by, Thanks, man. By the way, I wrote this down. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Okay. As a soap company out of LA, they're called Maxwell soaps. And they're homemade soap. And for every bar of soap that they sell, they actually give a, a bar free to the homeless population in Los Angeles. So I want to hook you guys up. He's a former Marine. Or the, yeah, right? I like that. So um, Love I, I want to hook you guys up because you guys sound like you guys have a lot in common. Yeah, please so, do. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you, brother. Um, I'm so grateful for you. And I hopefully this is where the relationship just begins. Yeah. I believe in building generational relationships. Yep. so you know i just want to say thank you
1: yeah it's 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 an honor it's a pleasure and uh thanks for giving me a, a place
0: to talk truth man i love it so guys make sure you go listen to his podcast follow him everywhere on social it's it's definitely worth your time and guys like my t-shirt says today i decide you guys decide whether you can be a victim or the victor please please choose to be the victor today so make sure like i said subscribe make sure you leave a comment below if this touched your heart like it touched mine just let us know that we're, we're helping out in the world i'm gonna we gotta run i'm taking my kids to great wolf lodge for the next couple of days so i get to spend some family time brother thank you so much once again my pleasure all right guys remember vertical momentum the only way to go is butt up and i will catch you guys on monday have an amazing weekend god bless Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out, hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out it's called vertical momentum coffee it's ass kicking coffee on and, and it will it will get you moving in the morning so guys if you're interested go to net. check us out leave us a note tell us what you'd like and we'll actually send it to you the new website is being built so if you guys want to Our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives.